Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, it is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey everyone, welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily. I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. And we're bringing you crime stories that are current throughout the nation and right in our backyard here in Louisiana. And we're going to give you our uncensored, unbiased opinions and views. My opinions tend to be biased, but... um, (laughs) I concur. But today today we've got uh, two really interesting stories. One from... Right around the block uh, that hits very personal for my friends uh, about a police car chase gone wrong and uh, and two beautiful young uh, girls that lost their lives as a result and a brother that sits in the hospital as we speak. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about uh, a Supreme Court ruling about split jury verdicts and how that ruling impacted both the state of Oregon and the state of Louisiana in very different ways as the last two states that uh, that remained that still had uh, split jury verdicts. So we're anxious to get into both of these stories, and we're going to start talking about what happened here in Baton Rouge. And, of course, our hearts go out to the victims' families and everybody that knew and loved them. This is a tragic, tragic story, y'all, and in You've been following it. If you haven't, we're going to give you the details on it. It's horrible all the way around. Yeah, so Maggie Dunn was 17, an 11th grader. At Burley High School, uh, Caroline Gill, who was also in the vehicle, was 16. Uh, Both of those young ladies were cheerleaders at Burley High, and her brother 
Liam Dunn, who was Maggie's brother, was a student at the ULL, which is University of Louisiana at Lafayette. He is still alive, fighting for his life in the ICU. The details are as follows. The police got a call that there was a home invasion in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in pursuit of the individual who was responsible for this home invasion. He, well, he, he took off speeding Speeds up to 110 miles an hour during this chase. Right. The, the, the suspect's name is Tykel Zander, y'all. And what happened on this day, he well, he's accused of entering a home in the 3200 block of Blackwell Drive on, on Saturday. And he took the keys to a 2016 Nissan Altima and he stole it. Uh, that's according to the book and indictments. And the vehicle belonged to his father, y'all. It's not like when you say home invasion, it's not like he broke into a stranger's house. He literally went into his father's house, took the car keys and took his car. Now, of course, dad calls it in uh, the Baton Rouge police or, you know, got the bolo or be on the lookout for the vehicle. And they attempted to pull over Xanders on River Road near the Raisin Cane River Center, which, uh, you know, if you're from Baton Rouge, you, y'all know that's downtown Baton Rouge, right all, uh, across the street from the Mississippi River. And when they attempted to pull him over, Xander's hauled ass, all right? And in, in doing so, he ran multiple stoplights and reached speeds of over 80 miles an hour on Government Street. And then he got on Interstate 10, and he reached speeds of over 110 miles an hour. And then he drove across the Mississippi River. River Bridge in the West Baton Rouge. Now, let me tell you about back in the day, I knew West, I don't think it's this way now. When we got in pursuits that went into West Baton Rouge, the West Baton Rouge Sheriff, Mike Cass, his policy was if they knew your pursuit was coming in to West Baton Rouge, they, they, they would block the road off and they literally would shoot, shoot the vehicle up. They, his policy was no pursuit came in his parish period they, they were going to stop it but on this day evidently that didn't happen um Zanjus crosses in to west baton rouge the baton rouge city they call off the pursuit when they enter in west baton rouge and the, the authorities and the police and in west baton rouge started the pursuit crosses the bridge and, and gets off and goes south towards Bruley. There's a small town near Burley called Addis, and the Addis Police Department also got involved in, in the pursuit. Now, Woody, when, when something like that's happening, is it communicated clearly uh, across to the officers that this is a, a stolen vehicle from one family member of another? And, you know, uh, I mean, because we're, we're talking about a, a car that's probably worth, I don't know, Ten grand or so, a 2016 right. Altima, and a, stolen from uh, uh, from a family member. I, I would think this would be a low priority sort right. of uh, item. H- how does that end up in a hundred mile per hour plus and, and, chase? And, and that's a great question because I can guarantee you, when they called it in, the dad calls in and say, "Hey, my son just took my keys." Right now, they're saying it's a home invasion. Now, after the fact, the I don't know if that's window dressing, Mike, but I, I can tell you it's going to go out like that. Be on the lookout for this car. Some officer just happened to see him, attempts to pull him over. Actually, y'all, this would have been, 
it, they not classified as a home invasion it, under Louisiana law, it would have been what they called an unauthorized use of a motor vehicle, not even stealing it because the, they can't prove at this point that he intentionally um, was going to take the car and never return it. Right. So basically it's his son. It's an unauthorized use in the, when the sugar turner ship was, when they go to pull him over, this guy's like, mm, fuck it, I'm not stopping. So, and that's when the pursuit starts. Uh, uh, the, but yes, it would have been, you can't outrun the radio, right? They, so the bolo goes out, officer recognizes the vehicle as a description vehicle, attempts to make the stop, the pursuit begins. Now, when pursuits begin, you're supposed to immediately call in your location, like, okay, a signal 18 on, this Altima, which is a, uh, I'm, a, I'm attempting to stop this vehicle, traffic stop, signal 18 police code. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a signal 18 on the Altima license plate, such, such, at such, such location. And when he t- initiates his lights and sirens to pull Xander's over, Xander's says, I'm not stopping, and he takes off. Then you hit call it in immediately, your location. I'm in, now in pursuit, uh, lights and sirens going on. And you're supposed to, over the years, it's morphed, the policy procedures have morphed into the fact that you're going to call it in as you're going. Every, every minute or so, you're calling in. Or certainly, if they take uh, a, a turn on the government street, you know, say we're making a right on government street, approximate s- speed is 80 miles an hour. Traffic, you're supposed to say what the traffic conditions are. Traffic's heavy. Traffic's light. The roadway's clear, whatever. And, and the supervisor's going to be monitoring these calls, and the supervisor determines that it's unsafe. They're supposed to call it in and say, just back off. 1022 is a pursuit for a, a public safety. Okay, 1022 means stop or cancel. Evidently, that didn't happen. In this case, and now which part didn't happen? The, the calling the, the in the and reporting all that. Well, super- I, I I don't know on that. I'm not. I I, I know they call it in, obviously, because they they have it uh, that he got on the government street and then got on I-10. So they're co- probably following their procedure, calling in the speeds and everything else. And now look, he's on the Mississippi River Bridge, he's entering West Baton Rouge. Well, certainly. Baton Rouge City would have called West Baton Rouge and said, hey, we got a pursuit coming into your parish. And what when he hit 110, I'm, I'm assuming that he called it in and the supervisor was like, oh, hold on. This is basically an unauthorized use of motor vehicle. They call it home invasion. Even home invasion, he didn't murder anybody. He took his daddy's car, right? And, it, and it's 110 miles an hour on Mississippi River Bridge. Are you shitting me? He's going to kill somebody. Call it all. But West Baton Rouge has already been notified. And now when you go into West Baton Rouge, you got Port Allen immediately to your right. If you turn, you go south, you're going through Brulee and Addison, all these small towns. Now, West Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office could have got involved, and I'm sure they did at some point. But the... When they, when they call it in, whoever picked it up and they call in and say, oh, he's headed toward Brulee, then... Boy, these small town cops, and I'm not I'm not hating on them, y'all. I I worked with them, and, and for so many years they were my only backup. These small town cops, you better believe they were they 
put on that gun belt and that badge every day, and they're praying something like this happens. Because otherwise, other than that, they're writing speeding tickets or accidents and stuff like that. This is like, you know, adrenaline junk cops dream of this happening. Yeah, get in and proceed. That, this, so this is what is, they live this for. Is Barney right? Fife and yeah, yeah, the and, biggest and, and, thing and, that happened hey, in Mayberry. Let me and, tell you this. And I'm not knocking the small town cops, okay? I started at, at a university police department. And you better believe, I would, I would love for a pursuit to come through there, come through and so I can get involved in Hey, the, this is real cop shit, right? But the generally, and in, I mean, I'm just telling the truth, the, the, the small departments like that, I mean, you're talking about probably a two to four man department, all right? That's all. Overall shifts have one cop, maybe two cops on duty uh, uh, at a time, and they know a pursuit's coming. Holy shit! But they why are they working probably for minimum wage at a small town department when you could be working West Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office pays a lot better, equipment's a lot better, or state police or Baton Rouge City or whatever. Why are you working there? Because you can't get a job anywhere else. All right, or, or you're using that as a stepping stone to get your post certification. And once you get your post certification, other departments will look at you and hire you. So there's, there's a reason these people are working there. And, and some of them may be, be old uh, is you, it's either the young cop that's trying to work his way up or can't get hired anywhere else or the old cops to go there to retire. Right. They're, they're, you know, they've done their time in the city. Either way, they're gung ho. Right. Right. And, and, the you better believe that they're listening to the radio. They're you know, they're praying something's going to happen every day anyway. And, and here it came. Is there a department by department for these uh, small towns a, a code of conduct, or is there an overall code of conduct? What, what rules are supposed to guide? There, there, unfortunately, there's no set in stone thing they have guidelines even national guidelines but doesn't mean your apartment has to adopt it okay and like i know baton rouge city i know the state police uh, um, most major departments have these policies strictly on vehicle pursuits where like i was telling you where they have to call in location traffic conditions whatever and it's up to supervisors to call it all you also have to go back again and take into account what crime has been committed, right? If this guy just killed 10 people or set off a bomb and you're chasing him for it, right, and killed 100 people, certainly you're going to give him better pursuit or or you're going to not call it off as quickly. The the But the, the because of what's happened and people getting killed in the past, the the – Every policy procedure that's ever been written is because somebody screwed something up, right? They're trying to improve and make it safer. Uh, um, it, the the general consensus is that you have to take into account all the factors of what's going on and the seriousness of the crime, the threat to public safety. Even this, okay, if it's a killer, he might keep on killing, right? And, and so you take all these things into account, and then you have to make your judgment call. Uh, uh, the policy procedures most major departments have 
what I was telling you about, how to, you have to call it in, up to supervisor calling it all. But here's the deal. I guarantee Addis Police Department doesn't have that, okay? The, the Because they've never had this kind of pursuit before. They've never had this kind of tragic accident before. So, so in the absence of guidelines, or even if there are guidelines, there's still individual judgment that comes into play. Absolutely, absolutely. And the, the officers assumed to have agency to make those kinds of decisions based upon those variables. Absolutely. And if the, if the variables are known to the officer in question here uh, in real time, he knows this is a low-level crime that's gone on. Shouldn't we all expect that at minimum – anyone's going to make the judgment in that moment that pursuing this suspect for this kind of a crime makes no sense. I mean, how did, how does the judgment get made that, that the, it makes sense to chase this guy? The, I think this guy's adrenaline kicked in. We're rolling with this. This is what I live for. This is what I dreamed of. And, but it, let's go back to it for a second though. There, even there, there at the state law on, Officers using their lights and sirens in, in, in pursuits. Just because you have lights and sirens, it doesn't give you the, the legal right to blow through a red light, right? You still have to take in that in consideration. And one lane is supposed to be clear, et cetera. And you have to slow down. Like you're supposed to almost come to a stop and make sure you don't cause an accident. Okay. They didn't do it. And they're blowing through. At, at however many miles an hour it, it was when this crash occurred, the they're blowing through with total disregard for everybody else's life because they're chasing a dude that took his daddy's car keys. Now, here's what should have happened if they were thinking and they they had the experience that, um, and they hadn't got caught up in the adrenaline of the moment. All you had to do, you got the, the guy's name, right? Dad says, my son took the car keys, Okay. The you should have never got into the hundred mile an hour pursuit. Any even in Baton Rouge, that all they had to do is let him go. If he takes off and and yeah, you might want to pursue him a little bit, and he might twenty out to hit a pole or something like that. But when it reaches eighty on Government Street and you're blowing through red lights and and then goes into West Baton Rouge and and they're you know blowing through all these intersections, et cetera. Why didn't you just call it off, go get a warrant for Xander's and get the warrant signed by a judge? And guess what? He may have got away for that day, but he can't outrun that warrant. They will catch up with him later on, which would have been for an unauthorized use. If his daddy didn't drop the charges that, um, cause he didn't want to see his son go to right. jail after he's not pissed off anymore. This should never have happened. They could have stopped it, got a warrant, and caught him on, on another day. They'll dance another day, right? The deal is he's not a mass murderer. He's not a rapist. He didn't kill a kid. Oh, he, no. Well, his actions ended up this crash. I'm talking about the initial crime, why they were chasing him. I can't even think of a lower crime other than uh, uh, and I know another pursuit happened, like a, a shoplifter from Dollar General Store, where they got in a high-speed pursuit with him. That's bullshit. But for what can you steal from the Dollar General Store that justify you putting 
average Joe citizens that you're supposed to protect lives at risk. Is that they they should so, they should have got a warrant? So there's no way even, uh, and I think all three of us here are uh, very appreciative of our uh, of our police and and support them and and uh, but it's impossible even for uh, a career law law enforcement. Uh, officer like yourself to look at this as anything but negligent. I mean, this was just pure negligence. It, it was, it was, I don't know what they're going to bill them with. They arrested him for, and we'll get into that, but it is pure negligence period. And now negligent homicide in Louisiana is defined as when you take a life because your actions were so, uh, were not that of what a reasonable person's thoughts or actions would be. And that's where the negligence comes in. This guy, these guys that were continuing this pursuit for basically an unauthorized use of a motor vehicle weren't thinking at all. You know, they, they, were, they were running on adrenaline. What are you going to do? It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally, designed for long-term retention, speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year there, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro Pro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro Pro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. 
hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use AstroPro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. AstroPro and go. I mean, I could see if it was Osama bin Laden, right? Pursuing, uh, you know, whatever. This guy took an old Nissan Altima. From his father. Right, from his father. I mean, you talk about senseless. They say home invasion. That's, you know, to me, home invasion means you you kick in the door with a gun and hold people down and, and, and do all this stuff. He didn't do any of this. He entered his father's home and took the keys. His father called it in. My son just came into my house and took my car. Looking back on this, it's the the obvious wrong decision was made by this officer. That's why they have policy procedures. You call it in, you're in pursuit. You call in weather conditions. You call in traffic conditions. You call in what rate of speed you're reaching. And that's when common sense, somebody... Either, that's why the supervisors make the decision. They're if they're not, especially if they're not in the pursuit, they're not in the heat of the moment, and they say, "Oh, you know what? Call it off." Dude just stole a car. That's all he did. Other than that, the fact when he's reaching speeds of eighty and hundred miles an hour, now that's another felony charge, aggravated flight from an officer. Yeah, but still, he's not a harm to anyone. He didn't kill anyone. That's he didn't right. Rape anyone. Back to the bank thing. Yeah. They robbed the bank. If you get right on them, and and sometimes the pursuit may end in a minute or two, but it, at the end of the day, if it reaches 110 miles an hour and you're blowing through stoplights, fuck it. That's a that's federal money. It's insured, and let let the detectives do their work and find out who it was or the FBI, whomever it may be. We know who this suspect was. We know what he did, and that's it. Like now. He's been he's being arrested for he's been yes. arrested for that the running from the police, the still in the car, and of course his involvement these these children would have never got killed had he not started the action. But the deal being is that had law enforcement stopped the pursuit when when, when he's blowing through stoplights and almost caused an accident already at 100 miles an hour, had they said, hey, you know what, I get Stop it. It's not worth it. It's a stolen car. Certainly not. But that officer's decision to continue that pursuit and blow through that intersection and and kill those babies, that's on him. That's on him. And you know what? I believe, believe, fuck him. (laughs) I agree. And, And some beautiful kids. We all have kids. And a lot of us kids that age, and and uh, it's about the biggest nightmare you could ever ever go through. Um, I can only imagine. Right. So, well, let's talk about it from the outside and continuing. Okay, the uh, ultimately they end up arresting Xanders because the piece of shit Ultima stalls out. I guess he ran it, you know, too hard. 
Tony Clayton, who's the district attorney for West Baton Rouge uh, and Point Capee, the Tony and I have a, a long and storied history, if you will. But uh, he is a hard ass. He is he is a tough prosecutor, and if you get murdered, you want him on your case. Now, as recently as the Kim Womack case we did on on Real Life Real Crime, um, when I did the call to actions for the lifers or my fans, and they blew up, they were melting the, the DA's phone line about how this case, Kim Womack's case wasn't an ac- uh, accidental death or whatever. It was a homicide. Tony called me. I was in my house and phone rang and said, Tony Clayton. I'm like, oh, shit. And get on the phone. And he was like, Woody. And he went through the spiel. And I gave my spiel back to him. And at, at the end of the phone call, we agreed. He, he was like, hey, I want to prosecute this case. But I don't have the evidence. Right? But in this case, Tony Clayton came out. And he's pissed. He's, he's like, these babies didn't have to die in uh, this Early that Sunday, Tony came out and questioned the decision of BR, Baton Rouge City Police Department's decision to pursue Xanders at a high rate of speed um, over the charge of him taking his father's car. Then began investigating the actions of the actions of the Addis police officer that led up to the crash. And he said, if it involves putting human life in danger, stop the damn pursuit. It's just not worth the risk. That's what the DA said. Initially, he's so pissed off about it. And when he found out more of the facts of the case and how this pursuit went on uh, for so long and such high rates of speeds and almost near accidents ahead of time, he, he's like, fuck it. He had him arrested, the Addis police officer, and charged. And he said, I'm going to prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law. Your, uh, your point about the Baton Rouge police. So Baton Rouge police chased him all the way to uh, the Mississippi River Bridge, right? right, right. Now, uh, if you don't live here, you don't know this. And I don't live here, but I am up here a lot, and I uh, often travel to basketball tournaments chasing my son everywhere. And that bridge, and this is the middle of a Saturday, is always packed right, with traffic. Right, it right. is it, always I mean, shit, even on Saturdays, full. Right? Yeah. So, so just just the danger of the first part of the chase coming into that bridge, where if he's traveling at that rate of spree, speed on that bridge at uh, noontime on a Saturday, he's weaving in and out of a ton of vehicles at 110 miles an hour. Everybody from Baton Rouge, Government Street has probably 150 red lights. I mean, it's like every block there's a red light. Even on a Saturday, I can imagine the traffic was bad. And But then turn around and, and getting on the on-ramp and, and getting on Interstate 10 at 110 miles an hour and crossing the Mississippi River Bridge in West Baton Rouge, yeah, yeah. They, they did call it off, ultimately. They, they were like, mm, we got to stop. Not just because – now. You can go in other jurisdictions. You're in hot pursuit. That's what it's called. The, the but they at some point some supervisor said, "Fuck that, call it off." 110 miles an hour on a bridge, somebody's going to die. And that was that was a, the, on the bridge. That was before that they was, got that to was the bridge. When he got on the bridge, that okay. they, they they called it all. But West Baton Rouge and everybody else was waiting on them. They were chasing them, and as the Thors were chasing Anders through Brulee, y'all, another small town. 
an Addis police unit crashed into a vehicle near the Brule Police Department on Highway Louisiana Highway 1 and killed Maggie Dunn, Ann Gill, and critically injured Liam Dunn, none of whom were involved in the theft, according to the West Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office. Xanders then drove back across the Mississippi River Bridge. And he's still being in. chased he's still, as he's now, going back. Yeah, yeah. The crash has already happened. Right. So he's turned around, he's going back, and he goes back across the bridge. With different officers right. now. And, and then, now they picked him up again. And uh, the, I think it was Dalrymple. Dalrymple, the Dalrymple accident, which it, you know, it affects so many lives. I mean, I mean, if you can read the stuff from the, the memorial, the funeral, the uh, uh, these – Beautiful young girls are killed, and, and everybody's outraged, and rightfully so. Look, we, we've seen, especially over the last couple of years, a number of situations where officers are put in very, very difficult situations, having to make split-second decisions, and then those decisions are called into question, and then those officers get get prosecuted and and, uh, and put away. And, and many times I find myself when I put myself in their shoes thinking, I don't know that I would have done anything differently. I think this is a case that anyone looks at from the outside and says, how could you have done that? How could you have jumped in there and, and, and look at what the end result is. We've got an idiot stealing a car, driving uh, uh, recklessly, who's going to get caught no matter what. And, uh, and somebody making a, an incredibly irresponsible decision to go chase, and this is how it ends. So it's just, and, and you know what the 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 Addis officer ca- calls in the crash. My opinion on it is, every one of them that were still pursuing this asshole are lucky that they're not the Addis police officer that caused the crash because any, any of them could have caused a crash, blowing through stoplights at a hundred miles an hour. So at okay, so I misunderstood this. So at the point that the accident happens. He's not the only vehicle in pursuit. Oh, no, no, no. no. He, he joined the pursuit. Right, he joined the pursuit. Okay, I thought so. I, I thought that uh, the Baton Rouge police pulled away at the bridge. So when then when you cross the bridge, you go into West Baton Rouge. He got off uh, evidently of the first exit, Port Allen, and went southbound on Louisiana Highway One, blowing through. Ever. And there's not that many stoplights, right, Jim? Before you get to Brule, there's probably two. two. Um, and at some point down there, he turned around and headed back towards Baton Rouge. And Brule's in pursuit, Addis is in pursuit, West Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office in pursuit. And so the really sad part about it is this Addis police officer wasn't even the first vehicle behind the guy, right? He's back in alliance. So they're blowing through. That crash happens. Certainly, that would have been called in, but they still pursue. They, but they don't know the, the um, two young ladies, um, Maggie Dunn and, and Caroline Gill, are, are dead, right? It's called a signal 20. That had to be worked. Unfortunately, here, I, I assume they didn't have any airborne no, assistance no, of any kind. No. After living in California right. for, for 20 years. Yeah, that would have when, been the When one of these is happening, you've got— You've got four news choppers in the air following every step of the way. Everyone's watching it unfold on TV. You know exactly where uh, they're going. They're laying down spike strips. They're, they're, you know, they're, uh, and in all my years in LA watching uh, these pursuits, 
no one ever got away. Usually when we're on shift, at least two out of the 10 vehicles, units, whatever, were equipped with spike strips, right? And if you get in pursuit, especially long pursuit like this, and, and now I can tell you I never chased a guy for stealing his daddy's car keys. Whatever it was, it was usually some serious. Other units are going to respond, like Addison Brule did, right? They're going to get in the pursuit. What they should have done, they know he's coming down at Halloween 1. They could have blocked off. Now, when you block off to stop a pursuit that's coming, you have to – our policy was you have to leave them – a way out so they don't crash into and kill the police cars. So what you would do is block off. And you train on this. You block off enough section just where the bad guy's vehicle can go through. Well, guess what? But on, on the way you do that is if the unit or one of the units that was armed with spike strips had the spike strips laid out, right? And so you come through and they're going, it's going to hit the tires. And it's not, they don't blow the tires immediately. It slowly lets the air out until they're running on rims. And I've been involved in a lot of those. And, and you can only run so far on your rims before your rims fall off. And then you do a fel- what they call a felony stop. I don't know why they didn't do this on, on any of this. I don't know why. Well, it sounds like, uh, well, this guy made a really bad judgment call, and ultimately his vehicle is the one that, that, that hit the, uh, the the kids and, and and killed them. There's a lot of responsibility yeah. to go around here. Well, there's I, I, there's leadership somewhere here that uh, that isn't making some of the decisions right. you just talked about that could have prevented it. There's the original uh, uh, folks chasing him. There's the uh, once he got him West Baton Rouge. There's the first car or cars that began chasing him, and so. This guy's decision isn't as black and white as I thought it was. He's seeing a chase going right. on, and he's joining a chase. He's not. Uh, right. He's not initiating it. Right. Um, it's uh, sad and, 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 and tragic. And certainly, they had plenty of time to deploy the tactics, like what you're speaking of with the tax strips. They could. They could have. Uh, my God, this this started in Baton Rouge on the other side of the bridge. So I'm like you. I'm just perplexed as why did that not well, happen? And, and and I'm sure that you know maybe there's a reason. Uh, maybe they just didn't have an officer on duty with them in right, his right, trunk. Right. I, don't, I don't know, but they need to change that. And every officer needs to have them in their the, trunk. The longest, I agree, because they're cheap. Uh, but the longest pursuit I was ever involved in. I, I was the one that initiated. Went, went fifty nine minutes, and in fifty nine minutes, he he went up around the upper end of Livingston Parish like three times. He had a, a meth lab in his vehicle, right? And he threw out, you know, every time he threw some out the window, he'd call my mile marker. So I, I charged him with one hundred and sixty seven counts of littering on top of everything. <laughs> but in that fifty nine minutes, Zyling all the one. state troopers, all the uh, the town police, uh, uh, small town walk, uh, to bigger towns like Walker and Denham, everybody came in and because we were literally going in a circle, and then we deployed or they deployed the spike strips for me. Now, when you deploy the spike strips, you throw it out and it's on a string. So when the bad guy's car goes through, you rip it out immediately so I could go through. There's one thing making the decision that you are going to be the cowboy that jumps in and gets in this 100-plus-mile-an-hour chase with a car. There's a 
another thing when you see a vehicle or two other vehicles, uh, police vehicles already in pursuit where you're going to process that differently than you would process the first situation. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm jumping on board with two other uh, or, or one other or car or other. Yeah. I, I don't know how many, right. which we need. That's part of the, the facts that we need. But at the point the officer in question makes the decision, what does he know? Um, and he knows that there are other uh, uh, police. So at, at minimum, there are others sh- who should be held accountable for their actions that uh, that just fortunately for them did not directly result right. in uh, in these deaths. But yeah, for uh, the but grace of God, they, it could have been any of them. Uh, um, and I, I can assure you, listeners, that. We'll keep you all updated on this story uh, on Real Life Real Crime Daily as it develops. So from Mike Agavino, Woody Overton, I am Jim Chapman of Real Life Real Crime Daily. And remember, take care of each other. (laughs) (laughs) Take care of yourselves and each other. Peace. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.